Yeah, I no, I'm just trying to think out who's gonna like do the it, intro. Intro? Yeah, do you wanna um, try do, do you wanna try do it together? Like sync it up. Sync it up. <laughs> like Jedward. Um I I don't know if we'll be able to do that, Rob. I think that's asking a lot. I yeah, but Quan, like like if we just say like hello and welcome to the random questions podcast, if we'll just get that far, okay? Okay. Uh okay. Th- three, two, one. Hello, Hello and welcome, welcome to, to the Random, random Questions, Questions podcast. podcast. I am J. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I am I thought we were going to do the whole way. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is I. I'm already joking. It is I, your host, Jill. And I am joined and... with my co-host and also host. Yeah, not Jill. It's Rob. Hello. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Let's do that one again. <laughs> let's, try, let's try that again. You, you just do the intro. <laughs> uh, good day, friends and foes, and welcome to the Random Questions podcast with I, Jill. And me, Rob. Why are your intros always so antagonistic? Because <laughs> I want to get people going. Yeah, like you're, but I suppose it's not antagonistic because you're welcoming both friend and foe. You're like, hello, my enemies, come down and enjoy this podcast. <laughs> I know my enemies are listening. I just know they oh. are. Hello, okay. enemies. You 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 have enemies. <laughs> Everybody's enemies, Rob. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> we're we're getting in the mood of uh, today's podcast, which is all about reality television. Yeah. So what's our what's our question for today, Jill? So I think our question uh, for today is multifaceted. I think we're going to pitch our own, like, terrible reality TV ideas um, that we secretly want to happen, though. I think, like, part of us wants them to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, excuse you, but we're terrible there. Like, don't lump me in with you. Mine are perfect. <laughs> and I think we're also going to explore what we consider to be bad reality TV. Yeah, I have one or two shows in here that I really like, but most of them are terrible. Yeah, um... I wrote down a list of few that I like as well, but I think we'll, we'll probably focus on what we think is pretty awful. Um, I do want to say, though, um, as a little disclaimer, I guess a warning to those listening, that um, we are going to be talking about controversial and bad reality TV. So there will be mature themes. There probably will be some heavy topics. And a lot of early 2000s reality TV was very triggering, I guess you could say. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a list of detailed content warnings in the podcast description. Yeah, so just for uh, anyone if listening. Your, if your podcast app doesn't have like the info box, just check our Twitter and it'll be on the, the tweet associated with this episode. But yeah, con- content warning for lots of awful, awful things. <laughs> yes, thank you, Reality TV. So um, I guess I'll do a little brief history introduction to what Reality TV is. I mean, I don't think yeah. it needs much explanation. But uh, basically, reality TV is defined as a genre of television programming that documents purportedly unscripted real-life situations with unknown individuals instead of paid actors. Um, I think this has kind of been proven to be untrue in a lot of situations, but that's the definition. Um, Yeah, it it depends on the reality show, because I think a lot of stuff... Like, it it does depend on the individual show, because a lot of them are completely scripted from, from start to finish, and some of them are... like unscripted like i think to a certain extent especially the earlier seasons of like big brother like outside of the tasks being introduced like like people aren't being scripted but it's being engineered i guess is what people would say is the distinction there yeah to get into it reality tv first emerged as a genre in 1992 with um mtv's tv show the real world have you heard of that show rob yeah yes yes i have i don't think i've seen it but i've seen a lot of like jokes in narrative tv shows about characters like cool characters and then they're like demo tape for the real world being like oh look at that weirdo um so yeah i've I've heard of the real world actually uh the real world wasn't the first ever reality tv show the first one was an american family which aired in 1973 and as you might have guessed it followed the life of an american family (laughs) (laughs) i i mean like if you want to go about like reality tv like I'm sure, like, especially in all the early days when t- television was, like, very, very educational focused, I guess. Or even stuff like, 
like candid camera like i know there was one in america in like the 50s and i know there was one on rt and here in ireland in like the 60s that like those shows are technical reality shows but i don't think you'd count them as what we consider reality shows to be now so yeah yeah so this uh tv show in 1973 amassed i think 10 million viewers which was yeah. quite a lot of the time but it was quite controversial it was like uh the first time that like a husband was talking about like her sex life and her husband cheating and stuff on tv which was oh, wow. yeah so yeah 1973 everybody um but yeah the first notable reality tv show like on this side of the pond like ireland the uk was big brother which started in 2000 um having first aired in the netherlands in 1999 what um when you when you think of that that kind of early days of of reality tv shows like what are the shows that you kind of think of oh like survivor and um i'm a celeb i think yeah, I I think of I I don't even know if this is it's if the actual show's name, but I think it was called Boot Camp. Oh and yeah, it was it was like people being like tri- like you know army candidates or whatever. And I want to say one of the finalists in the first season was a guy called Wolf or something, and he didn't win. And I distinctly remember having a conversation with like a cousin of mine at like a family reunion that he didn't win, and we were all shocked. But yeah survivor big brother uh things as well like american idol kind of jump out as those kind of quote-unquote early successes of reality tv yeah um i think there's like a lot of variations in reality tv so uh the like what are defined as reality tv are hidden camera shows talent search shows documentaries about ordinary people um high concept game shows home improvement shows and court case tv shows is another one that's listed <laughs> so like judge render <laughs> oh judge i'm sorry judge judy is the greatest reality tv show of all time just oh, yeah. putting that out there like any judy. any show that can feature hannibal burris uh taking or being brought to court by his landlord for being a squatter especially in retrospect now that hannibal is such a weird like ultra landlord is just like that's that's art that's high art do you have a favorite reality tv show rob i suppose like judge judy would probably be it just because like like one one, i used to watch that every day with my granddad after school and like even now when i watch it i'm it like it has like that warm blanket kind of feeling what about you that's fair uh i like craft shows so like the great british bake-off like the pottery throwdown you know all of those sort of i've heard the pottery throwdown is really good yeah, I just really enjoy them, and um, I like MasterChef as well, like any cooking show, really. Another show that I really like, um, and I would say it's my guilty pleasure, but I am not ashamed of liking this show, is Love Island. Yeah, I I watched one season of Love Island, like I watched a bit of it, and I didn't really know what was happening, but I liked it. Like it was, I, I could tell it was like a decent show, like good crack. Yeah, I just think it's so funny, and... Um, even though I think the later series have suffered a little bit because in the first two series they were allowed to drink like unlimited amounts and they were also allowed to smoke on camera. So we got that real like smoker's corner vibe, you know, like where people say whatever they want because they're in the smoking area. Um, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, well, that ITV got rid of that for reasons. So um, yeah. I think now they're only allowed to have two drinks a night and um, they're not allowed to smoke on camera anymore. Hmm. But uh, it really took away, like, the raw um, feeling and also, like, the fights that used to happen when people were just a little bit tipsy or, or hammered. So uh, at the at the kind of top of the show, you divided um, reality TV shows into, like, a few different categories. When you were looking up reality shows for, for this podcast, did you divide the ones you, you kind of wanted to talk about into, into categories yourself or, or what did you do? Yes, absolutely. And I created new categories. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> so what are yours okay my ones are weird 90s to 2000s ones revolving around gays excellent uh nudity even better makeover a classic and uh irish shows i i just divided i just was like i want to talk about some irish ones that's 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 literally it so those are my categories okay um mine are potential violation of human rights oh (laughs) i've got a few of those here as well as category one and um my second category is glorifying things that should not be glorified i just have two categories <laughs> oh okay cool enough um just because otherwise i'd be here all day long oh yeah no i've got three for every category and i probably won't end up reading all of them out so yeah 
Yeah, I, I just think the early two thousands was a time. Oh, it was like 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 literally like like that proper like ninety nine to like two thousand and I'm gonna say even nine like as far as then was just mwah, like perfect. Yeah, it was. I remember watching these shows like because as a child we had Sky. Um, like television and for people who don't have Sky television or might not know what it is because they only have streaming services it's basically like a cable TV that has like hundreds of channels maybe even thousands of channels yeah um, and like the time yeah. a lot of people in Ireland would have gotten Sky for the first time we went from the multi-channel box which had like 16 channels <laughs> like 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 max like 30 35 and then you go to Sky and it's like oh I've I've got like eight hundred nine hundred channels and then radio channels as well. Like what what's going on here? So mm. lots lots of really weird television to get onto, you know. And they had channels like TLC and Dave and MTV, which would kind of host a variety of like strange reality TV. Yeah. In the early two thousands, so yeah, lots of room to like end up watching. TV shows that I shouldn't have been watching at like seven years old <laughs> during the day when my parents thought I was watching Disney Channel. I was not. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've just ratted yourself out now, you know. I'm, I'm going to clip this bit out and send it to your mom and she's going to go back in time. <laughs> um, okay, so out of my categories, which one do you want to hear from first? I guess um, the gay, the gays. The you want to go with the gays first? Yeah, okay. Definitely. So two of these shows are basically the same show. Uh, one is called Playing It Straight, and the other one is called Boy Meets Boy. Do you have any of those down on your list? Uh, yeah, I have them written down, but I didn't actually uh, go into them, but yeah. Okay, I know so them. Playing It Straight is about a woman who spends time with like a group of men. Half are gay and half are straight, and all the guys pretend to be straight, and the woman like eliminates someone each week if she thinks they're gay. Um, at the end, she picks someone to date, and if they're straight, they split the money, and if, it, if the guy is gay, then the dude gets the money. Um, it's aired, uh, well, let me see, one, two, three, four times, uh, once in the US in 2004, once in Australia in 2004, in the UK in 2005, and in the UK in 2012, and that one was presented by Jamila Jamil, uh, who is in The Good Place and other things. Um, and every time except for one, the woman picked a straight guy, uh, and the one time they picked a gay dude, the dude was like, this is really cruel, uh, you can have all the money, and they ended up splitting the money, so... The, the whole concept of that show kind of went out the window a little bit. But yeah, um, uh, Boy Meets Boy, on the other hand, is about, like, a, instead of a woman picking, it's a gay guy. And the contestants are gay. And he, neither the gay contestants nor the main guy knew that there were also straight people in the mix. Like, they kept that secret until, like, the end. It ran until 2003. And the idea was that if he won, the couple would get a trip to New Zealand and they'd also get uh, $25,000. But if they lost, then the straight guy got the money and the gay guy got nothing. And it ran for one one season in 2003. Rightly so. <laughs> give me some give me some human rights violations, Jill. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we're going to start off gentle um, with a personal favourite of mine that I used to love watching as a young child. Room Raiders that aired on MTV. I've never so, heard of it. Aired from 2003 to 2009. So basically, um, <laughs> even the start of the episode is quite wild. So this van would come along and it would like snatch the contestants out of their homes like randomly and like oh. shove them into the van. And then they'd all be in the van and they'd be like, what the fuck's going on? And then someone would be like, oh, you're on Room Raiders. And they'd be like, oh, phew, <laughs> safe. Um, so they'd be in the back of this van and there'd be a TV in front of them. Um, and basically, like, you'd have, say, um, one guy and three girls. And the guy would, uh, the girls would be in the van and they'd be watching this TV while this guy would go through, raid their room and decide if he wants to go on a date with the girl based on what he finds in her room. So... Uh... Yeah, this guy would just, like, root around in all of your stuff, um, like, sifting through your underwear drawer on television, and the girl would just watch in the van um, as he did this and made comments about her room and her life. Wow. And then he'd pick one on the end, and they'd go on a date. And that went for years? Yes. <laughs> Six <Christ>. years. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, I would hope there's a large element of, like, stuff being staged for that one. Like, you know, people... 
like are told they're about to be kidnapped <laughs> or else like i imagine in like the like mid to late 2000s there's a lot of like kidnappings explained away by oh yeah you're on this reality tv show yeah look at the telly yeah huh. um yeah fucking it, hell quite wild um another mtv classic was punked hosted by ashton kutcher again another potential violation of human rights because the punks could be quite extreme mm-hmm. so you know no explanation needed. Probably the worst of the reality shows um, was The Swan. Have you heard of The Swan, Rob? I, I have The Swan uh, written down under my makeup category, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's under my violation of human rights category. <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfectly fair, yeah. Um, so basically, for listeners who do not know what The Swan is, it ran from around two seasons from 2004 to 2005. And basically, um, the contestants in the show were picked because they were ugly ducklings so women were chosen because they didn't have conventional good looks and then the judges would give them a makeover with extreme plastic surgery like literal like change your whole face change your whole body plastic surgery and then at the end the ugly ducklings would all compete in a pageant and one would be crowned the swan or the most beautiful so there was meant to be a third season but it actually never went ahead because it was just so controversial and it was really demeaning um, towards like body image and beauty standards, I think. Yeah. And, and like I, I was reading like an article about it, and, like one of the contestants said that like not only were there complications due to the surgery that she got no support for, but like it ruined her like mental health and her self-esteem. <laughs> and like made it much worse because not only were you getting like a full makeover, like they had a vo- voice coach, they had a dental work, they had like, uh, like they had all these like different things. It wasn't just plastic surgery, although it was focused on plastic surgery. But also, like you got the makeover, and not only was there the pageant at the end, but there was two women a week, and only one of them would actually go onto the pageant. So you could be you're being casted for the show because you're ugly. You're getting a makeover, and then you're told even with the makeover, you're too ugly for the show. <laughs> where you get the makeover, like there's so many layers of fucked up when it comes to the Swan. Yeah, and it was really interesting that you said there that they were given like this makeover and left with no support. Because my last TV show in the potential violation... Oh, actually, it's not my last TV show. Uh, my second last TV show in the potential violation of human rights category is Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh. Yeah, so it's really interesting because I think if a lot of people think about Extreme Makeover Home Edition, um, they think, oh, wow, you know, this is a show that gave uh, families in need um, a suitable home for you know if there was someone with a disability or an illness or if they lost their home due to for example I think uh, a couple of families that were that lost their homes to Hurricane Katrina, Katrina got new homes yeah is that, is that the move that boss one yeah it's the move that yeah, boss yeah. so basically what happens is in Extreme Makeover Home Edition a family is chosen um, because they need a new home for various reasons and then uh, the Extreme Makeover Home Edition crew like will come and meet the family and they'll all like chat about um, you know what they need and notoriously like they'll always ask like a young child, Oh, what are your interests? And the child will be like, horses. And then when they get a new room, the room will literally be a horse. Um, <laughs> like there'll be horse <laughs> stuff everywhere. Like it doesn't make sense because you you're gonna grow out of the rooms, but it's always really funny. And um yeah, what they do is they like pick the family and then they meet with them, they see what they need, they see what the children like and they start doing up their home or they knock down their home and build a new one. They normally send them away for a week uh, to, I think, Disneyland in Florida while the home is being built. And But the home literally gets built in a week. Like, as in demolished, built from the ground up, tiles, bathroom, everything, massive home, built in a week. Oh. And, this, and this is where the issues come in. So the family comes back and they've got like this beautiful massive home um but it's literally been built in a week so a lot of families have come forward and said that extreme makeover home edition built them this huge home with all these flashy equipment um electricals but they can't a afford to pay for the upkeep of the home or b the home was built really shoddily and that they found that like um they couldn't keep the maintenance of the home they had to get like a second mortgage really put them in debt um the home was too big for them as well so they couldn't actually afford like a massive house um and yeah as i said before the children will get themed bedrooms but like children grow up and then you have this cost of replacing 
like an entire child's bedroom when their bedroom like the bed is the shape of a horse like what are you what are you gonna do so yeah I think that's a show where people are like they think they're getting a great deal but they're they're not yeah it kind of it kind of reminds me of the idea of like it's kind of gone away from what I can tell but like when you watch shows like X Factor or like American Idol or whatever and there's like someone with a terrible voice and they seem like really confident and you kind of go like why do they think that they're really good like they're clearly shit it's because they've gone through like like what we see on television as the first round is often like the fifth round of auditions like people will like send in stuff they'll go to an open call and like like Simon Cowell won't be there it'll just be producers and what they want is people who will do well on television as opposed to people who are like great singers so like they pick the great singers because they need them for the competition but they'll also pick out people who are just terrible because that'll be funny and like I'm I'm sure to an extent like that's how Jedward got through not that they're bad singers but like they're just kind of funny and weird and it's like yeah they'll be great in television that's fine and like they'll go through uh, three different rounds of that before they ever make it to the tv kind of stuff so yeah i I imagine a lot of those shows are kind of really fucked uh (laughs) beyond belief um is did you say uh the swan or like home makeovers is like the worst one on your list uh no probably the worst one on my list is any child pageant show which is my final potential violation of human rights uh so okay. i think toddlers and tiaras honey boo boo a lot of these shows actually get cancelled due to child labor laws oh yeah yeah very fun um yeah there was a show in 2007 that got cancelled called kid nation and um, basically okay. it was a tv show with the premise that children uh they got like 40 children and they put them in uh like a wasteland and they had to build their own society <sighs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that one got cancelled due to child abuse laws and child labor laws uh like one child ended up drinking bleach and like another one got like severely burned by hot grease while this filmed um yeah like really bad <laughs> really really yeah. bad so yeah that's the end of that category for me hey quick interruption here uh we're about to talk about a show called there's something about miriam which is incredibly transphobic both in its premise and how it's dealt with and there's kind of no way to talk about it without talking about that aspect of it um if you want to avoid that discussion which like huge massive content warning for trans misogyny misogyny and transphobia um if you want to avoid that discussion it is completely understandable you can do so by going to about the 28 minute and 10 second mark okay back to the show yeah for, for me i suppose probably the, the worst one on my list of all, all the shows i have is uh this one it's called there's something about miriam have you ever heard of it Yes, I have. Yeah, so There's Something About Miriam was the show that aired for one season in 2004 in the UK. A 21-year-old Mexican model called Miriam had a group of six guys to date uh, and then would pick one at the end of the six episodes to go on a trip. Uh, and then they also had a £10,000 cash prize for the winner as well. Um, after picking a winner, uh, and the guy who won was a, a, at the time a 23-year-old ex-lifeguard, um, can't remember his name, um, at that point, in terms of the whole group, Miriam revealed that she was a trans woman. Um, and <laughs> the guy accepted the prize on camera. Like, he said, yeah, I'll go on the trip, I'll take the money. And then, between the time it was shot and the time it was aired, him and the other six guys sued the production company to try and get the show, like, to stop it from airing. And it was literally, like... So this is what they actually sued for. They alleged... Uh, conspiracy to commit sexual assault, defamation, breach of contract, and personal injury in the form of psychological and emotional damage. And uh, the production company settled out of court, and then that allowed it to air eventually, but on a delayed kind of basis. And Miriam, not only is the show just inherently like a really awful premise that I would like to say wouldn't happen now, but like it's still kind of surprising it happened at all, really. Um... But Miriam was subjected to a lot of like transphobic abuse, both from the press and the producers. Uh, like the producers, tr- to try and avoid a lawsuit, like stressed that they never said she was a woman in any of like the production stuff. That oh, they never said it; it was just kind of like implied. And you know, we didn't break the law, tee hee. But it's like, but she she is a woman, guys. Like what? What are you talking about? Um, and I have a review here from. Uh, from the Australian press I think when the show came out um it is terrible and I'm gonna just do a big 
big content warning for just misogyny, trans misogyny, transphobia, and things like that. Um, so this is the quote. These guys were duped in more ways than one. While Miriam has a few unexpected bits in her package, she's no- <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's notably deficient in others. It has become clear Miriam requires a personality implant. It must have been a challenge to find a transsexual pretty enough mean enough and sufficiently attention seeking to play this tawdry game but what these producers found in miriam is a sultry looking dill prone to the cheesiest of cliches and like (laughs) never mind just the how shitty that is you could put a lot of that down to the time i guess but like fucking hell how is it her fault (laughs) like she was cast in it it wasn't her idea she didn't make the show and even then, like, all, all, all she did was date the guys and then go, oh, by the way, I am trans. And, like, I've seen I've seen that bit of it. Like, I've seen the ending bit of it only, actually. And, like, she does it really, like, ni- like nicely. It's not, like, there was a rumor that I only found out about via, like, the Wikipedia page and from doing research that, like, she told the guys by, like, flipping up her skirt. And she's like, I wouldn't do that. My mother raised me right. And, like, that was the shit that went around. And, like, she was subjected to that for ages and it still kind of goes down as, like, one of the worst reality shows of all time. One of those things that, like, it's just really hateful and so is the coverage. And, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the worst shows that I have on the list. It's not funny. It's just really depressing. And it probably is, like, the pit of reality shows for at least in one regard, you know? Yeah, I think, like, a lot of... (laughs) I noticed a trend it seems like all the really bad reality tv shows seem to happen between the years of 2003 to 2005 so that was like the death of television at the time um i think that's why reality tvs has such a bad name still because Mm. i think it truly was trash um and i don't even know how some of these shows got funding or who came up with the ideas yeah, like, I, I think what happened with a lot of them is that there was such a, a glut of them at the same time and they were so popular that you kind of had to find your gimmick to hope to get to air. Like, I, I'm sure if this was just a dating show... Like, like I described two shows that were identical to each other um, a, a few minutes ago, but like one, except one is a woman who's trying to not date a gay guy and one of them is a gay guy who's trying to not date a straight dude. Like, that's the only real difference there. And, like they felt like they had to do something really fucking out there and uh is just i i say in retrospect really fucking hateful but like at the time was also really fucking hateful um and i think yeah i, I think what you get with with these kind of reality shows like the kind of i i guess you'd call them like clickbaity now like it has a premise like i've got a lot of them like i think boy meets boy which was the the gay show that i was mentioning earlier with the gay man one um it was really successful for i think bravo but because the premise was like and not the like the contestants don't know it either that like they were like yeah we can't do a second season of this like we're done now um so i think a lot of them it was kind of one and done whether it was good or bad but yeah do you want to hear some maybe lighter content reality shows for a bit (laughs) i don't really mind i think it's interesting to delve into this because i don't think like many people talk about like the horrors that were reality tv and um it's interesting that you commented you know on how like you know they'd run once and that was kind of it their lifetime whereas now i think reality tv has gone the opposite way and it's more like everything is done to death like all talent shows kind of seem seem the same you know yeah yeah but like like a lot of them aren't are still going like survivor is still going like 40 years later or whatever it is like 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 they're i think it's on season 40 something like it, it like a lot of these shows didn't go away they just stopped or like sorry they stopped being relevant and like whatever you want to say about the the kardashians and it really depends on the day whether they're they're cool or they're not really when you think about it but like they're ending the show pretty much by their own decision like it's not like it just was really gone downhill and like it's been on for a long fucking time yeah 14 years okay i i need to talk about uh keith changwin's balls uh for a minute Please. Do you know who Keith Chegwin is? Absolutely no idea. Okay, so Keith Chegwin, also known as Cheggers, is like... I feel like he was perpetually like a 40-year-old your dad's mate and the cousin. He hosted a lot of like British quiz shows. Um, I think he had a game on the Wii called like Cheggers Quiz Party or something like that. Um, but very much like a doughy everyman. He was... 
I think he was a joke on Ricky Gervais's extras show, like in <laughs> Ricky Gervais, fuck that guy. But like the show was was good, and and Checkers was on that. Um, he hosted a once-off, like it was designed to be a one, like one show off, uh, rea- a reality show called Naked Jungle. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have. <laughs> so Naked Jungle was a UK reality show to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary of British nudism, which I don't know how you could date that, but anyway. And Keith Shegwin was the presenter. Uh, he was also naked except for a hat. And he would call it later, like he would later on call it the lowest point of his career. Um, it aired on Channel 5 at 11pm. And he thought that like, oh yeah, it's a shitty channel. It's a shitty time. No one's going to see it. Uh, Two million people watched it live. Um, it was the then record for Channel 5. Um, it was shot on the same sh- set as the kids show uh jungle run no way yeah it was on like jungle run was a show i used to watch every fucking day after school it was one of my favorite shows and yeah it was the same set with like the same games except it was like you know people as old as your ma like in the nip that that was the difference um contestants were split into two groups of five men and women and uh the winners one man and one woman split a prize of about three thousand pounds and yeah, it uh, <laughs> got 2 million viewers on Channel 5 and uh, this was in the year 2000. And uh, in 2006, a Radio Times poll called it the worst British TV show of all time. So it's... Brilliant. it's uh, it, was, it, was, it was more so the Keith Chegwin factor and also the jungle run aspect that I did not know about. That it was like, oh, <laughs> like like they had to wipe that down. And then like it wasn't like sexual at all, but it's like, you know, it's still... It's someone's bits flopping about a kids game Have show. You ever watched the TV show Naked Attraction? That's next on my list of of under the title of Naked. Yeah, um, <laughs> Na- Naked Attraction is a, a dating show on Channel Four for people who don't know. Uh, and then potential dates are like hidden in like color coded boxes, and it, like they're completely nude behind it, and like the thing will like lift up like to like the knee, and then the person will be like, "Oh, I like their." feet or i don't care about feet i'm gonna ask them questions or see how they react and then it goes up and you can see their genitals as well and you go up and you can see their chest and then finally like you eliminate the person who's picking dates eliminates people one by one and then i think there's two people at the end yeah and then the the person who's looking for a date strips off as well and then she has or she he they have a chat with their potential dates and they decide to go on a date but clothed and uh I thought the show had ended a long time ago, but it's still ongoing, um, and it features really f- frequently on Gogglebox, according to the like awkward conversations I have with my parents about it. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of those shows that I think when it came out, um, I was in university still in my undergraduate, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be cancelled." No, <laughs> still going. Yeah, um. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it can be really entertaining. Like I, I remember watching one or two seasons of it, and. It was literally just a case of I started to feel really self conscious, and I was like, I can't watch this anymore. But it is still fucking but going. It's actually quite interesting because I have watched a few seasons of it as well. I think everyone would watch it with people if they're around and they're like, oh, let's watch something funny. And um, it, you know, it actually doesn't body shame as much as I thought it would. Like, I think they take a very positive spin on it, and I've never actually heard. Um, someone being eliminated because like because the person who was eliminating them was like oh I hate their body you know they'd always be like I think they have a nice personality but like it's not my taste you know yeah it, it's very much just a, like it's a very much a me problem as opposed to the show where I'm like oh oh that person oh I oh they look like me and they they're eliminated in the first round like too much for my liking like it's just a very like so, like subconscious or self-conscious thing um, but yeah. yeah, no, the show is not like, it's not like there's something about Miriam or any other shows where it's like, look at the freaks, look at them. Like, there's been episodes where, like, people are in wheelchairs or, like, people have, like, prosthetic limbs and stuff. And it's, like, really doesn't, like, it doesn't make a big deal about them, like, in a negative way. Like, aren't I great for picking the guy in the wheelchair? It's like, well, no, <laughs> he had a massive willy and that's why I liked him, no. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting show that I would recommend watching once or twice, but, like, if you do feel that in the back of your head where you're like, oh no, please don't. I feel bad about myself and my life. Yeah, maybe turn it off. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, it's it's quite nice to see real bodies on TV, especially yeah, since like totally. 
pornography is so accessible to young people and like it really I think I've watched it um a few times and it's really taken me aback because if you're watching like any Americanized TV show everyone just looks so perfect and obviously it's airbrush camera angles um makeup and stuff in, in scripted shows that make you know the nude scenes look so perfect you know and then you yeah. see this and you're like oh I can see this person's got ingrown hairs from shaving like me too you know <laughs> um so yeah and it's like you can see oh this person's got stretch marks me me too so you know it's like good for yeah. them like not for me I wouldn't do it but uh good for them actually on that topic have you ever been asked to be on a reality tv show Rob have I ever been asked I feel like I have I just can't I can't think of it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you have. Yes, I have. Once. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, I'll mention it briefly. It's not very exciting. I got asked um, to go on Love Island once. What? Yeah. Do you want to... Oh, yeah. So I was in London in 2018, and it was the week the show started. So there was already... Um, the Islanders, they're the contestants in Love Island, were already in the villa. And I was uh, walking around London and I got stopped by a producer in ITV and they were like, would you be interested in going in the show? And I had actually just come back from my holidays in Greece and I was wheeling around my suitcase and I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just back from my holidays. And they're like, oh, would you be ready to go straight over? And I was like, mm, no, I'm in a relationship, but thank you for asking. Are you sure that was a producer from ITV and not someone chanting their arm? Oh no, it was a producer from ITV. I have their card. Sure, Jill. <laughs> sure, Jill. Yeah. Sure thing, Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know how we, we were talking about the swan being, like, pretty awful and, like, just genuinely terrible, like, about, you know, shaming people for their bodies and, like, being entirely about you were once ugly, but now you were presentable. Um, Have you ever heard of Are You Hot? Oh, is that the show where they literally put people on stage, like, yeah. a la Britain's Got Talent, and the yep. judges were like, yes, you're hot, you're through to yep. the next round, or like, uh, no, you're not hot. Yeah, yeah. it was It was called, uh, Are You Hot? The Search for America's Sexiest People. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas was a, was a, was a judge. Uh, apparently he had a laser pointer. Um... It was cancelled after one season, like, of six episodes due to low ratings. Um, I actually found the show's, like, casting call via, like, the archive, the web archive, like, the Wayback Machine. And the prize was originally going to be 50000 for each winner because there was going to be a male winner and a female winner. But I could only find a record of one woman winning it. She won it and it was cancelled immediately because the ratings were terrible. And I wonder why. I, I, yeah. I absolutely wonder why. A show that should have been cancelled in the early seasons but never was um, and had kind of in the same regard to Are You Hot is America's Next Hot Model. I don't know if you've ever watched it or if you've seen I've like... watched clips. Yeah, so I think recently in the past year or two there's like a lot of the controversies have kind of come to light again on the internet with the early okay. seasons. Like on Twitter I've seen a few people like post clips from like the first maybe seasons one to five and they're just like how did the show get to keep on going because the contestants who were uh, young um american women um wanted to be models obviously and they entered the show in the hopes that that this would launch their career but they like the judges were ruthless they like would body shame them they would tell them that like you know they're missing kind of something to make it to the top they'd like give them makeovers again like and it would be like unsolicited makeovers so like for example a lot of girls if they had like beautiful long hair they'd be told oh you you know you'll only make it as a model if you've like a short boy crop haircut and the, these girls would literally be crying on camera as like someone pulls out a razor and just like shaves their head jesus christ uh yeah and like the amount of times that like there'd be a girl there and the judges would be like oh you're more pl- more of a plus size model um and they'd be like Jeez. super pin by conventional standards i think there was like one season where like the judges were gushing over this girl's waist and trigger warning for anybody with any body issues but uh they could actually fit their hands around her waist like jesus christ cupping it and they were like wow this is like perfect kind of thing um <sighs> so yeah <laughs> it was really really bad and i don't know how it continued to be quite honest yeah well Oh, and that's not even going into, like, the gender um, 
swaps and like the oh, ra- yeah. racial swap photo shoots and everything where they dress mm. the white girls up as black girls and like the Asian girls as white girls. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> do Do you wanna Do you wanna talk about a show where they pretended that people were from the future and also cavemen, and they battled against each other? Yes. Have you heard of this? No. So it's <laughs> called Opposite Worlds. Um, it was so the contestants were divided into two groups: uh, one who would live in the future and one who would live in the past. And what they did is they had a house that they split down the middle and they put like a glass pane between them. And like so, past was a, a team called they called it Epoch, and they were living like cavemen, and like they were wearing like loincloths, and like they shot this in New Orleans, uh, partially because it's, it's really cheap to produce television in New Orleans, or at least it was, and partially because they were like, oh, it'll be really warm, but it was a really cold, wet, like I think spring in in New Orleans when they shot it, so the cavemen people were like, like the women were wearing like bikini, like essentially like, like, like Tarzan bikini kind of stuff. And it's like, that's fine if it's the summer, but it's cold and it's wet and people were freezing and they had given them like fire, like making materials, but because it had rained, all of their stuff was wet and they couldn't start any fires. And the only food they could eat was like raw vegetables. Whereas the future house was just like a normal house like it was just a normal gaff with like modern amenities and maybe like some you know you know those ones where it's like ultra mod like it's just like like oh wow this is like space age technology and yeah people constantly got injured like like constantly um i was reading a thing earlier just today about like one of the contestants said that like one of the girls in like the caveman side had wrapped a blanket around herself and they had finally got a fire lit and they sat next to the fire too close and like her blanket caught on fire and thankfully like one of the guys was like a fireman or like a former fireman so he like she was fine but like she had to then take her clothes off and was just naked in the cold and wet and it's like how did people not get like pneumonia um but they would then pit them against each other in like physical challenges but what you've got is you've got a group of people who are living in a normal house with normal amenities and food and other people who are malnourished like sleeping in the cold and the wet and aren't getting that much sleep you've got sleep deprived malnourished cavemen in quote and like the whole premise of the show is off because if you're trying to decide what is better or something like these people aren't cavemen they live normal lives and they've done this show like it's just weird um i think that could fall under my category of potential violations of human rights oh for sure like like absolutely (laughs) like one guy like they had like a jousting thing and he was pushed off and they had set up mats like to protect people's falls but they'd only set them up in a way as if someone had like fell straight off the edge if the person was knocked off they missed all the mats completely and like broke his leg like completely shattered his femur and yeah the the, surprisingly enough the cavemen people always lost and the idea was that if you won the team challenge your your side could like pick which house they would live in so the future people were like yeah we'll stay where we are the one time the cavemen won, they immediately picked Future House because it's like, wow, are we going to live in a ditch or in a house? I think we'll live in a house. Um, this reminds me of the TV show, have you heard of Born in the Wild? Yes. So I'll, I, 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 we'll get to that in a second. I just finished up with this. Um, so the winner would get $100,000. Um, it aired in 2014 and it also had a Twitter popularity index. So... <laughs> whoever the fans who tweeted in like about their contestant whoever got like the highest in the index would get a prize and whoever was in the lowest would get like a punishment but what kept happening apparently like allegedly is that families of people on it like bought bots (laughs) to like to like tweet about their family so they would get a prize in the thing um if you want to hear more about this uh, the youtuber jenny nicholson did a great video on it uh i think it's literally called the worst reality show of all time Uh, I'd, i'd recommend it um, but yeah, Born in the Wild. Yeah, so Born in the Wild um, is this crazy concept of a TV show where basically women chose to give birth in the nature, in the wilderness, with no supplies except what they bring with them. Oh. So like, unassisted by any medical professionals born in the wild. When do you think this TV show aired, Rob? Like, what year? Like, if you were to hazard a guess. If I was to guess... 
I would say 2006 or 2009, but I have a feeling it's a lot more recent than that. Yeah, 2015. Oh. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, it only lasted six episodes, rightly so. Um, I don't think there was any um, like major reason why it ended. So thankfully, I don't think any women or or child birthing person was injured um, or child injured. I imagine, I imagine that's a hard one to cast for because, like, you've got to probably already be pregnant, and then it's like, yeah, you know, all the stuff you prepared for and all the stuff you might want, like an epidural, a clean place to have the baby in, have a midwife. Like, no, you've got to get your dumbass partner to do it in a field with a barbecue fork and a napkin, like, and and a cameraman. <laughs> Oh, and a cameraman, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, fucking hell. Because, like, all I'd be thinking of is, like, well, what if there's a complication? What if I need a C-section? What if I need medical assistance? Like, I'm sure, like, just out of shot, there was, like, a, an ambulance or, like, a helicopter or something. But, like, fucking hell. Like, I, I can imagine the reason why is that they just ran out of pregnant people. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, like, in childbirth and what I can gather of my limited knowledge is that things can go wrong like pretty quickly yeah it's, it's you, know, you know what it's it been around forever but it's still a fucked up process yeah <laughs> so the fact that these women did that um yeah like not great <laughs> not a good idea ladies um, or, gent- or gentlemen if the husbands like force them <laughs> but uh you know uh, you were talking about like what's your favorite reality show earlier and i couldn't think of one um I, I didn't want to say professional wrestling because it's not quite a reality show. Um, but I do have a wrestling themed reality show. Um, I could talk about two. There was also, there was a big show called Tough Enough, uh, which also had lots of people getting injured lots, which was actually really popular in like the early 2000s. But the one I've decided to talk about today is Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his reality TV show with his daughter. Oh, with his family, Hogan Knows Best, with his wife yeah. who divorced him soon after his daughter who inspired him to go on a really really racist tangent in his sex tape and his son who like killed someone in a car accident yeah 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 not not hogan knows best no um hulk hogan's (laughs) celebrity championship wrestling uh it aired for one season in 2008 uh here are the contestants uh okay it's it's all child stars and like playboy bunnies that's it so there's two playboy playmates uh willis from the show different strokes uh, Danny from the Partridge family and um, the singer Tiffany you know I think we're alone now yeah that Tiffany oh yeah um one of the twins from Bewitched like the black and white like tv show um <laughs> Frank Stallone Sylvester Stallone's brother um the super heavyweight boxer Butterbean uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell and Dennis Rodman sounds excellent yeah, and and Rodman Rodman won it. Uh, who, funnily enough, had already wrestled before in like WCW, and is the only like outside of Butterbean, the only athlete. What a shock that Dennis Rodman, that De- Dennis Rodman won it. Um, he's also Hogan's buddy. Uh, um, and uh, Willis Todd Bridges was the was the runner up as Mister Not So Perfect. I think he had a gimmick. Um, but yeah, that was I watched that show at the time, and it was terrible, but I loved it. And I kind of wish that concept would come back just because it's going to attract just train wreck celebrities. Like a lot of the people that I've had on the, that list are like dodgy, dodgy cons. So I'd love to see. Oh, God, I'd love to see another season of that. Um, Are there any on your list like of reality shows that you actually just really loved? Um, I think when I was younger, I really liked America's Next Top Model. And I didn't mm-hmm. notice any of these issues when I was watching it because I was a child. Yeah, I, I, have, <laughs> I didn't I have... know any better. I have two I, I love, and they're both in the makeover category. Uh, so I had three. The third was the swan, and the other two are ones that I just unapologetically love. Uh, one is called, uh, well, there's two names for it, one in the US, one in the UK. It's just Tattoo of Us, or How Far is Tattoo Far, I think is the US name. Um, oh, yes. Have you seen this before? Yeah, I have. It's hosted by Charlotte Crosby, right? Yeah, and it's hosted from by Georgia Snooki. Shore. And it's hosted by Snooki in America uh, from, from Jersey Shore. Um it is a fucking amazing show. And the YouTube clips they put out are the bits from the show you want to watch. So basically what will happen is like two friends or relatives or something, two people who know each other will come onto the show. So if me and Jill were on the show, I would design Jill's tattoo or at least I would come up with the idea and Jill would come up with mine. 
we couldn't communicate the ideas beforehand and we won't see our own tattoo until it's done you can't decide where it's going to be uh or like like so if you want to get it done on my face i can either walk out of the show or get the tattoo on my face i can't be like can you get it on my leg please like no like if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do and like you'd think the people who go on this show would be like just really like you know it'd be something nice or touching but like oh my god the tattoos people pick are fucking vicious all the time and the american show is much better for kind of that interesting stuff like uh there's one where it was two girls and they like were bartender like they're bartenders together and they sometimes rode and like had threesomes and one girl got on the other girl's like chest a giant tattoo of both of them wearing like bondage gear stepping in high heels on her like her boyfriend being like thruple or nah and your one is like i've never met your boyfriend I don't like you that way. Like, yeah, we'll fuck about, but like, I don't have any romantic feelings for you. This is really weird. And now I've got this on my chest forever. And it's like, not like in a place where you can really hide it easily. Like, it's really visible. And like, people have used the show to break up with their significant others. Like, one person got like, a pile of like, suitcase, like luggage. And when your one was revealed, she's like, why why luggage? And it was just, yeah, because you need to pack your bag, get out. And it's just, it's, fucking wild i don't want to ruin it for you but it's on it's on youtube and they have the bits where like they talk to the people to get relevant information and then they cut to like the reveals and it's so good i recommend it um the other one is uh nathan for you have you ever heard have you ever heard of that yeah you've spoken to me about it before yeah so (laughs) it's it's like a parody reality show but it's still real so it's the idea that nathan Oh god, I always say, yeah, it's Nathan Fielder, I think. Because I always confuse the name in my head. I always get them mixed up with Nathan Fillion. Um, Nathan Fielder, uh, who got a business degree in one of Canada's top universities or whatever, he'll go to like failing businesses and help them, which is like a thing like Gordon Ramsay does, whatever. But he comes out with like some crazy ideas. So I have some examples. Um the most famous one for that is probably Dumb Starbucks, uh, which was a failing coffee shop, and he said, Well, <laughs> we're protected by parody law if we just like insult or like make a joke about it so we're a parody of starbucks we're dumb starbucks and that got like international news at the time um another one was uh it was like a toy that isn't for babies so it was the idea of marketing toys to children and it's like what do children hate to do, like be called babies so like if you don't have this toy you're a baby um and my favorite one is the uh it was about the best buy uh, price match Best Buy is like a big shop in America uh, where the idea that like if you go to them and say, oh, the shop down the road is selling me this telly for 60 quid less, they'll match that price. So he was helping an independent retailer and he advertised, he printed off flyers saying that they would sell their televisions for $1, like giant flat screens, but they set like ridiculous bars. Like you had to come in like formal attire, like it was a black tie shop. So you had to come in a tuxedo. Um, (laughs) The televisions were in a back room the door was tiny that you'd have to like squeeze yourself through it and then behind that door he put a live crocodile so technically if you went through all that you could buy the television for a dollar and then what he did is he went to the best buy and said hey this local shop is selling these for a dollar i would like you to meet that price so his idea was to buy best buy out of all of their televisions and then your man would get free tvs to sell basically and that would be pure profit um it's an amazing show and I really recommend it. And it's like one you wouldn't necessarily think of as reality, but it's it's so good. It's so, so good. It does sound excellent. Should we delve into our own pitches for reality TV? We should. I, I want to put a call out though briefly and because I didn't get to discuss my Irish shows. Um, There was a show called The Box with Keith Duffy from Boyzone. And it was about like people would like live for a day in like a glass box in Dublin. And then they'd like perform tasks to earn money and then at the end of the day they'd have like a trivia contest to win the money and i can find nothing of it online there's a brief wikipedia page there's a clip someone shot on like a nokia 3310 of keith duffy being like keith would you say hi to me ma and he's like hi your ma like that's it and a gift grub sketch that's all i can find so if anybody at home somehow has like old vhs recordings of the box from tv3 and like the mid 2000s please please tweet at us i need to see it we must see them so jill show pitches what have you got show pitches okay so my show pitch is is brilliant i think it should happen okay 
Okay, so my show concept um, is called Does Your Mammy Know? Ooh. (laughs) That's going to go on. So basically, I was thinking, right, that what would happen is that, like, a very rich person or a large sum of money would be gifted to the UCCSU Student Union to run a rag week. And the student union could use this money in any way they want to have the most outlandish events. The only catch is the events must be approved by a board of directors and they don't know who the board is. So, you know, they plan their events and then they pitch them to the board. This board of directors is their mothers. Yes. Their mothers are the directors. So they'll be like coming up with all these crazy, like wild concepts, I'm sure, because you know how innovative the student union is and um there'll be an ongoing joke that of the cameraman being like imagine if your mother knew about this haha wouldn't that be hilarious their mothers do know <laughs> their mothers know everything okay i i have one query yes i feel like there's a show called i think pulling with my parents that is vaguely oh, okay. similar to this i haven't heard of it but my my <laughs> twist was that the mother's that were the board of directors could veto an idea or change okay. it to suit them. So they could like give them a completely new event that they have to run instead, or they can amend it or they can approve it. But you know, they know. So maybe there's, there's this wild party meant to be happening, but all of a sudden it's a nice Kaylee. Yeah. I, okay. I haven't seen that the show I was talking about, but I'm vaguely sure it's like basically like cameras, like follow the kid on like a night out in like Magaluf or something like a crazy boys night and their parents are watching and i think there was an element of like a headset where they could like talk to their kids or they could tell them something like that but yeah i think i think you've kind of been like a little scoop there um i t- i would probably green light that though maybe not specific to ucc but i think that's a pretty it is a neat idea um i think as well if you limit the vetoes the mammies have like if you've got a board of like six they have two each or something I think that could be interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think, um, you know, conceptually, like, a student's union or, like, a group of young adults will all, you know, if they're given this amount of money to run, like, events on campus or through campus, like, they're always going to want to run, like, wild, like, American Pie, like, style, you know, like, naked mile runs. You know, UCC have one of those. But <laughs> they're going to try and run crazy events with the money. And I think it would just be hilarious if, like, they thought they could do, like, all of these events and then, you know, their mothers know about it. Yeah. They know everything. So I, I, I was just saying to you there, like, off, off mic, I have three, like, mini pitches. Um, yeah. So one was called, uh, had, I had called Face Off. It was to be presented by John Travolta. And the idea was, like, makeup artists and face painters would get, be given, like, weekly tasks and then would have like segments of like doing charity work in hospitals or like doing video effects for like indie movies and then like judges would pay like pick two competitors to face off like a challenge so like like um drag race or a lot of these things like that kind of thing and then i googled it because i was like this is a great idea how has no one done this before and the show already fucking exists with the same title and everything <laughs> with john travolta presenting it no that aspect not not john travolta not nick cage that part wasn't, but it like it ran for seven years. It ran from like <laughs> 2011 to 2018, and it's like for fuck's sake. Because I thought that was a great pitch in my head. Um, the other one I had, so I tried to combine all of my like my ca- categories from earlier into one one pitch. Um, so it was I had it called in my head. It was called "Ride Me Sideways." Um, so it, it was basically uh, a load of gays are isolated on Inish Man. And contestants can only wear Aaron jumpers, no pants, and then must design a new outfit made out of Aaron jumpers by the end of the week or end of the competition. So, like, I'm thinking of, like, when competitors are, like, eliminated, they hand their, like, Aaron jumper over to, like, the next person. So then they have more material to work with. Um, And then contestants or contests are judged by weekly side saddle horse riding competitions. Uh, and it's also sponsored by Absolute Vodka. Um, so that's what I got when I tried to combine all my categories. Um, then I came up with... And I got... Probably... This is your human rights violation category that you had. Like, <laughs> I tried to... I aimed for that, right? So I called it the space race. Okay. So you have a group of athletes, like scientists and like general people. 
trained to be on a manned flight to Mars to like establish a colony. Um, and then noted huckster and son of Emerald Baron Elon Musk would present it. You yes. narrow you narrow it down like it's a training exercise. You narrow it down to about six people, and then they go on a manned mission to establish like the colony in Mars. Um, but the shuttle never leaves Earth, and then it becomes like Martian Big Brother. So they think they're on Mars, but they're actually on planet Earth. That so, would be hilarious. Yeah, so then you have like an opportunity to like really fuck with people. So I was trying to think of scenarios that weren't like really terrible that would make them cry, but like like California secedes from the United States or like uh goats are extinct now. Like just come up with like weird stories to see how they feel because like I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was like the time that um Oh god, that famous basketball player died. What was his name? Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Kobe Bryant died. That like there were people on like hiking retreats that were like you know sealed off from the world, and it's like they came back and it's like oh Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, and also there's a like global pandemic. You're fucked. Like that idea of like trying to like introduce people to what's happening on Earth. Um, at a certain point, uh, like the program, like the program, like the Mars mission should go under, like as in we're out of money, we can't get you home, you're stuck there. And then the last person left wins. So it's very, like, apocalyptic Martian Big Brother. And uh, Sounds good. Yeah, it's seriously unethical, <laughs> so I said, yeah, Elon Musk would probably go for that. Well, um, you know, now that you've talked about unethical TV shows, I had mm-hmm. another pitch for a TV show, a reality TV show, but okay. I was like, mm, this is a bit... Cruel. Basically, I was thinking that you get a group of very, very masculine men. When you do the pitch for contestants, you must say, "Are you exceptionally competitive? Like, is is your hinge bio when it says what are you competitive about?" And you respond, "Everything." Is that you? Are you competitive about everything? Do you okay. want to be the best? And you get all of these dude bros together, and they're like super competitive, but you make them do like very, very overly feminine challenges okay um so the title they don't know what it is but it's ultimate housewife so they like they have to like look after like 12 screaming children they have to like make their own outfits they have to like cook food and be judged um and yeah they just have to do like all of these these tasks that they would normally not do like hand sewing like um crafting like knitting jumpers, you know, they, they have to do all of these tasks. But because they're so driven by their competitive nature, they really, really go for it. And like you can like couch it in like ultra toxic masculinity like terms. Like it's not like knitting a jumper, it's like survival wear. Like you're yeah. stranded and you only have like two twigs and some like, material. <laughs> you must fashion yourself a jumper to survive. And it's like like you can do the like baby like flower thing like you know like the in the US they'll have like a bag of flour or like an egg that you have to protect and it's like yeah. you must keep your like protection gauntlets safe from the other competitors and it's like it's clearly a baby and like just see how long it takes people to just twig like hold on a second yeah like, and it's just on. like they're doing like calligraphy for like wedding invites and it's like no these are top secret <laughs> like <laughs> CAA yeah, it's code. It's a it's a CIA code. It's code. Oh. I you <laughs> know what? Like, I wasn't I wasn't there until it's like okay, no, we need to trick these dickheads. That's perfect. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so they need to like do all of these things, and then at the end, it's just like, you know how like you complained about like doing this to your wife, you did it no problem when you wanted to beat Derek, didn't you? Oh, it's also like you have the idea of like um, you know, you can simulate pain. Oh like, yeah see how many of them will last to like like you know test you know check your like pain tolerance and it's like yeah fucking okay you're gonna like have the pain up until like childbirth and just see how many of them like tap out yeah but just tell them it's like this is what it feels like to be nuclear detonated and they'll be like ah and it's like that's a bad period cramp yeah (laughs) this is a migraine my dude like ooh yeah so of all brad and tad do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh oh i have it instead of like yeah, the name of it is um Ch- chad wife chad wife <laughs> so instead of trad wife chad wife yeah and it's just like the the location's like a swiss like finishing school for like dainty women as well but you tell them it's like a bunker like it's an army retreat it was hitler's bunker and like because it's, it's it's switzerland they don't fucking know yeah that it they was don't neutral. know 
think of a shit. It's like, oh, it's all foreign. Yeah, we're, we are stereotyping the toxic dude bro masculinity, but like that's who we're that's who we're casting for. We can do that. That's, that's um, what, yeah, like we're we're casting these dudes because we want to see how far we can push them. Yeah. Um, of all of our shows, which one do you think? I suppose which one would you like to see the most, and then which one do you think has the best chance of like actually getting greenlit? I feel like your Elon Musk pitch because I think he has a stupid amount of money, yeah. and it could happen. Like he could kind of become like the next like Donald Trump in the sense that you know he hosted uh what was it show The Apprentice in America mm. yeah I feel like that could be like Elon Musk's version of The Apprentice like can these people build a spaceship like I could I could see him doing something like that absolutely yeah um yeah that's my feeling what about you I I think your one has some legs like I genuinely do the the Chad wife or whatever um I think hmm I think, like, if you get, like, Joe Rogan to, like, do commentary or, like, to sponsor it, like, his podcast to sponsor it, I feel like that'll really sink into, the again, the stereotypical dude bro to, like, actually do it and think it's legit. Um, like, so that's that's perfect. And I, Joe Rogan popped into my head because he always goes on about how, like, Elon Musk is a genius and it's like, he, he really isn't. He doesn't design any of these things, guys. He just has money from an apartheid emerald mine, like... It's really allegedly. Um, it's really not that like, not that difficult. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go for Chad Wife. Um, so I, I suppose we might put out a poll and see which one people prefer. Um, I like the idea of a show called Ride Me Sideways, but I really had to like, okay, how are we gonna call it that? Uh, uh it's about side saddle horse riding. <laughs> um, I think a show though about horse riding in general would be great because um, a lot of I've had a lot of arguments with guys, especially like very masculine men who think that horse riding is like all the horses work, you know, people seem to think that like you just sit on the horse and it jumps over the fences. Um, Like the amount of conversations I've had where people have been like, dressage shouldn't be in the Olympics. It's, it's got no skill. It's like, no, it it does have skill. Like it's really difficult to make a horse do that. (laughs) Horses have their own minds. Yeah, like I, so, there, there was uh, a horse like makeover show, or that's how it was described. But it ended up being a lot like the Dog Whisperer. But uh, yeah, I, I think America's Next Top Horse. I think that's America's Next Top Horse. Yeah, or like celebrity horse riding, where it's like strictly come dancing or like dancing on ice, but instead of it's competing, they can yeah, they compete in dressage or like show jumping or like I don't know any sort of horse activity, barrel racing, yeehaw. I don't know what that is. Anyway, yeah. um, it's, it's it's a Western kind of like thing where horses run around uh, barrels, that like explain- rodeo. Oh, that explains the that, ex- that yeah. explains the giddy up bit. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank, think- thank, Thanks for listening, done. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Random Questions podcast. The podcast was edited by me, Rob, and was hosted by myself and Jill Kingston. The intro theme was done by JJ Lee, and incidental music currently playing was done by Kevin McLeod. For more info on the podcast and to stay up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe to us on most podcast apps, and you can follow us on Twitter at randomqspod. It's R-A-N-D-O-M-Q-S-P-O-D.